exactly how I was expecting it to with the choice that you made, which I thought was a fun surprise. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, there's the aspects of, you know, it's like, does Robin live? Does Robin die? Um, and it was really good because it's like, does Batman save Robin or does Robin die or does Robin save, save himself? himself? Um, which is really cool because in the movie, that's actually the only spot in the movie where you have three choices to make. The rest of them are all just two choices. You choose, you know, one side or the other. Uh, literally a coin toss because uh, Two-Face makes an appearance in a movie. Right. <laughs> there he does. Um, and you get to choose which side of the coin. And of uh, course, if he dies, it basically just plays out scenes from uh, Red Hood. Right. But it's done a little differently. And I like I like the nice little twist that they had to it about a retelling of the movie from Bruce's perspective. So you actually get the internal monologue that you don't necessarily... That you had to get in the subtext, you know, between the right. lines in the movie about his thoughts and feelings about what was going on during Under the Red Hood. Which is really cool because you, you, you don't really see uh, Bruce kind of open up like that. So it's really interesting to see that aspect um, happen. Um, it's also really cool because you, uh, there are little, there are small little guest appearances. Um, you know, from the rest of the Bat family that show up. And it's also really cool to see the uh, different costumes uh, that get put on uh, and some of the villains that show up because of some of the tellings get changed. And um, so it's, it's, see it for yourself because I don't want to ruin anything. Right. I mean, I, I kind of want to like tell you without giving any spoilers, but it's really hard to. But, I will say the the biggest you know thing I can say is that it it doesn't exactly go how you would predict it would go. That's that's the only thing I can really say. Um, you get slightly more choices um, if Batman saves you than in the other ones. Um, I don't feel like that's too much of a spoiler to give away um, because that's not going to take long for you to figure out during the interactive mode, but. You know, those were the ones that I had a little bit more fun with and seeing, like, the different outcomes and stuff. Yeah. Um, they did voice over um, the clips they used in the other movies with the voice actors that they chose for this movie. So, if yeah, you um, see clips from the other movies, your the voices don't match up with what you previously remember them being. <laughs> yeah, which I, I can totally understand. They shot some new stuff, they, or shot, or drew some new stuff, new animation for um some of the movie and so they got someone new to play the voice of jason todd so that when you know when they did those scenes you know because they couldn't get jensen alcoson back from supernatural i guess so when they well, used, even if they did i don't think they were using an adult uh jason todd in those scenes he was still a young jason todd so he hadn't grown up yet he was more like adolescent right so when you when you see the uh the scenes from under the red hood that you normally you know that you've seen before because you've watched under the red hood um, don't be surprised when the voice isn't the same anymore. So. Right. Um, another really cool thing, uh, for, at least for me, because I am, I have always been a fan. Um, Conan, the Barbarian, is getting a series on Netflix. Ooh. That I did not know. It's going to be live action or animated? Uh, I do not know. They have not said whether it is one way or the other. They've just said that Conan is going to be getting a series on, on Netflix. 
Um, and with Netflix's history, it really can go either way. Um, it could be animated or it could be live action. Uh, I know He-Man is going to be animated. So uh, it'd be interesting if they did, you know, animated Conan and then we could have a He-Man Conan crossover. It'd be kind of interesting. I think that would be. Um, you know, it, I think as an 80s kid, that would have filled a lot of people's, like, you know... <laughs> Fanboy dreams. Fanboy dreams, fangirl dreams, whatever. Your nerdum dreams. Seeing Conan and He-Man Actually together. teamed up. Right. They threw she in their mix. I'd be, I'd be happy. That'd be interesting. Um, I oh. didn't watch as much of the... I watched the first season of the She-Ra on Netflix, but I did not watch. I watched the whole thing, and it is amazing, and I love it, and they did a fantastic job. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> I thought it was a really good story. It was a really nice take. Um, you definitely see some, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, where they where they got the inspiration for the story from? If you played games like Assassin's Creed or um, what other series were we talking about? I was telling you about, and I was like, oh, that definitely. I, can't I don't remember. even remember. It was so long ago. Now. I can't remember. Um, but oh it was the uh the brand new oh well, not the brand new but the redid uh thundercats oh yes redone thundercats yeah, yeah the redone thundercats so it's kind of like the redone thundercats or uh or assassin's creed as far as like how they decided to do the the lore the story and the tech over magic thing like it, it's really good um and I absolutely loved Catra's character throughout the whole series. I think as, I think as a, um, as a writer, as an artist and stuff like that, I really liked her character because she went through so many metamorphoses and so many character growths and changes throughout the series. And she fought with her inner self for so long because she was always trying to prove herself and feeling like she was weak and not and not good enough because of all the shit that she went through, you know, growing up and stuff. So I really liked her character. Oh, look, our daughter is here. Um, I, I added a flag. I'm not sure if we're going to edit it out or not, because remember, they like it to be genuine. Yeah, but I'll edit out this. <laughs> I'm just going to dip out for a moment. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, she will. Cat uh -huh. will be back with me um so add another flag there we go pause and go okay um another thing i wanted to that was cool to me is that they dropped some images of a face upgrade on the spider-man game that's coming you know miles morales is getting his own spider-man game well, kind of sort of spider-man game on the PS5, um, and they're doing an HD like remastered version of the Spider-Man game that came out on the PS4, um, and so they gave it a little upgrade on as far as like graphics are concerned and stuff like that for the game. And uh, one of the graphical upgrades that they did for the game is that they upgraded the way Peter Parker looks. Um, some people say that it was done in order to make him look more like Tom Holland, which is true. He does the the, the upgrades do make him look a little bit more like Tom Holland, which is you know, kind of, I guess, to be expected. I mean, because Tom Holland is our Spider-Man right now, so that is 
how that works out nonetheless so it's whatever you know that is what we're looking at that's what we're facing and going into with his next movies and everything so uh it, i think it'll be interesting that they're making the spider the peter parker in the miles miles game look more like the current spider-man um i wish they'd have done that maybe with the avengers game and we'd gotten some avengers that kind of look like the actors who have played them uh recently in all the movies but you know it's whatever we got what we got <laughs> I have returned. Welcome back. Yay. Um, so, yeah, there's that graphical upgrade on it to make him look more like Tom Holland. Um, well, to make him look... Well, I won't say... Because they didn't use Tom Holland. They just used somebody that kind of looks like Tom Holland. But, yeah. So the when general features of... Right. Yeah. So, there's that slight upgrade to the Spider-Man game when it comes out. Uh, when the Miles Morales game comes out and you see it, don't be surprised if Spider-Man looks... A little bit more like Spider-Man now, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, that's just how that is. Um, so there's a bunch of games dropping soon, which are going to be really cool. Um, I know that you're excited for Valhalla. I'm excited for a couple of games, actually. Um, I still I haven't played, but I still want the Marvel's Avengers game, because it actually does look really cool. I played the beta, um, and there's been some uh, leaks and some rumors showing that Black Panther is going to be added to the game, and so are the Inhumans. Um, and I'm cool. yeah, and I'm a huge Black Bolt fan. I like Black Bolt Medusa. Right, and so that'll be great They're when we finally get it. <laughs> right, when we finally get it, we can do co-op, and I can be Black Bolt, you can be Medusa, and we can have fun running around, oh, yeah. you know, doing all kinds of cool stuff. Um, and so yeah, I, I still want to get that, but the games coming out, you know. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is, is looking more and more amazing with every trailer and gameplay and screenshots and stuff that they drop. Um, every I, article you see on it. <laughs> right. Um, I think it's really cool that um, you're, they're going to add in uh, that you're going to get to go to America in the game. So, for those of you who played Assassin's Creed Rogue, you may have remember you may remember that while you were running around in Assassin's Creed Road in America, you found some Viking artifacts. Uh, a few here and there. So with Valhalla allowing you to travel to America, it now connects that aspect of the story and the history of Assassin's Creed to... It actually directly connects it from one game to another for probably the first time in a while since... Right, as far as like the, the animus is concerned and traveling back you know, through your ancestors and all that, like the... Right. The modern day stories have connected, but this is one of the times that the actual like history parts of the game will connect from one to the other. Right. More so it than just like the Assassin's Creed. One you know. time Ezio used the apple and he saw Altair's story. That was like the only time there was ever a connection. Right. So it, that's going to be cool. Yeah. So I think that's going to be pretty epic. Um, just so just because it's just a small. I know it's a small thing, but to me, I think it's going to be pretty epic because as Assassin's Creed fan. I think it's going to be really cool. Wasn't there a, uh, a Hatham from 3 to Black Flag crossover? I, I want to say yes, but it's been so long. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was, because he was, he was the dad and whatever. So there was, there, yeah. was, there was those connections or whatever, but you know. Anyway, um, they've had a couple of connections here and there, but here's another one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, nice little treat. Cyberpunk 2077 is finally actually going to be hitting its release date. It's not getting pushed back again. Oh my god. You know, they've gotten some, some flack because in the beginning, you know, CD Projekt Red said there wouldn't be any crunch time, overtime, 
making people work to get the game done and then they got you know things got a little out of hand i guess and so you know, now we got crunch time and overtime. Yeah, we got crunch now. Now they've got you know programmers on crunch time and overtime, working like six days a week, in order to get the game out on the November nineteenth release date. Sounds to me like management didn't stay on top of that. Yeah, there were you? there were some there were some glitches there, obviously, because the game got pushed back like at least twice before we got to this point. So we'll see how we'll see how it all pans out right uh, and hopefully it's all going to be nice and smooth and they don't have to do some sort of massive day one patch or something <sighs> <laughs> hopefully not just the far away look in uh, chris's eyes right now <laughs> just they looked a little pained just because I, I i hate that like you know i'd rather you push the game back and and Work on a little bit game? more than to come up because day one patch just feels to me it feels such a just like a letdown like you you guys have been working on this game for however long you've been working on this game and then it still ain't done you know day one and then you've got this huge and it, they're usually never small patches never like day one patch and it's like 30 megs no they're usually like at least like a gig or more for a day one patch and that's a huge patch for a huge game i will never forget which Assassin's Creed was it um, you were playing? You couldn't do one of the missions because it was a possible chance that it could actually like destroy the memory of your game, and you had to start the whole it, game. Yeah, up. corrupt the save file. That was in um, Origins. It was a little, it was a little glitch in the game, and that was one of the things they found out. Like they didn't know it was there, so that's different. People were playing the game, and then they did the little, they did the mission, and it corrupted their save, and so they, you know, they went to Ubisoft support, and you know, they was like, hey, don't do this mission now until we get this patch put out. That's right, because it was one of the wife's missions. Right. Um, so that's a little different to me. Yeah. Plus, if, like, knowing the history, like, how fast they put out that game, I wasn't surprised that there was a few, like, little hiccups right. like that here and there. Because they were actually already working on um, the, the Roman one. Um, Odyssey. Odyssey. Before they worked on Origins, then released Origins first to basically test it for Odyssey's gameplay or something. Right. To test out some of the stuff they were thinking of putting in Odyssey. You know, and so, which is, to me, works just fine. You know, you put out an entire game to test some theories. Like, right. that's... <laughs> they put out like, a throwaway game. But they still um, put out an amazing game with these theories that they kind of wanted to do. But it and it turned out perfectly. Messed up because I ended up liking Biox so much more than Alexios. I was like, yeah. So the throwaway game is the character I attached to. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um. Another thing for action figure collectors, Hasbro, the you know the current owners of the Power Rangers. Uh, Where's my movie, Hasbro? Yeah, they haven't got to the movie yet, but. They are the owners of the, you know, the license, and they've announced that they're going to release the Retro Rangers, which were the original, original toys five. way back, like in the '90s when the Power Rangers put out their action figures. They're going to put out uh, some of those, which is which is cool for collecting wise. You don't want to actually probably actually take them out the box because the original action figures were horrible. They were big. They were clunky. <laughs> they were so bulky. They had their little <laughs> flip switch in the back to flip their Kimberly helmet on. Like a dude. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And so, you know, you you don't want that. Nobody nobody really wants that. Like, that's just one of those things. Um, so, it, I think the Retro Rangers will be cool to get just to have. Mm-hmm. 
uh, not necessarily to, to play with. I mean, with your other figures, if you're going to do posing and all that stuff. Like, buy them, collect them, put them on the wall for nostalgia's sake, and then go about your business. Right, that's, that's all they are for, yeah. nostalgia's sake, though, because holy Jesus. <laughs> yeah, they look so horrible. <laughs> so, so horrible. Like I said, Kimberly and Trini look like a man, like men. Yeah, it was, it was bad. Um, downside on some sadder news Disney has announced that they're going to be cutting this was last week so by now they've probably actually done it but Disney announced that they're going to be cutting like 28,000 jobs yeah I heard that um, uh, due to the limited yeah. visitors because of the pandemic and everything <laughs> um, you're fine you, you know that's, <laughs> that's a lot of jobs like that's a you know another thing I saw was uh, Universal Studios you know is in Hollywood is still closed Oh, and um, gosh, yeah. they're they've laid off thirteen some thirteen hundred people, and then they've got still like eight hundred and fifty people that are on unemployment that you know they still have on the roster. But it, and so that's like over two thousand people yeah. to run a park. It's so crazy. And you've only kept eight hundred and fifty people on your staff. You know, uh, one of the things we talked about earlier is that you it know is most likely all high executive positions like your manager positions and stuff like that yeah um that we don't think that they actually kept kept around the hourly payers <laughs> yeah you know i figure it's, it's just the people who are high ups but what i was th- saying earlier was that you know this is definitely as, as bad as unemployment is when all this whenever this whole situation with the pandemic like evens out and it all becomes semi even remotely semi-normal now <laughs> you know uh as they say when when people are buying houses so it'll be a buyer's market for people who are unemployed looking for jobs because there are going to be places everywhere everywhere that are trying to re uh trying to get employees back in the door trying to get actual work you know workers back doing what they can yeah you know to get back up on their feet to get for companies to get back up on their feet they're going to be so many people that are going to be able to get hired because it's just it's ridiculous how much you know how many people have been laid off due to the pandemic but at the same time when this all somehow balances out man you're going to be able to go find jobs everywhere movie theaters theme parks like if there's some places you've always wanted to work <laughs> now there's a really good chance you'll be able to i mean because we saw yesterday Best Buy's got now hiring signs all over the place, starting at 15 an hour. There was so many employees in there doing training when I was in there the other day, too. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. When we tried to pick up the DVD. Um, just, it's, it's going to be... Yeah, just go... Get out go there. Go do whatever you wanted to do. <laughs> at this point, there is no... There's no downside to trying to follow your dream if you wanted to work somewhere and work your way up. If you want to become, the, you know, work for AMC, Regal, Universal Theme Parks, Management, whatever. Get out there. Because there's a really good chance you could probably get your foot in the door and get get off to get your, your, your dream off the ground. You know, and then for that same aspect, because of the pandemic, you know, the same thing is said. This is why we started doing the podcast finally. Um... You know, it was like, you know what? This is a really great time to start doing it. Like, we got we got to stay home because of what's going on. Don't want to try to get anybody sick. So, you know what? Let's start actually doing the stuff that we said we wanted to do. We've got the time now. There's no more the excuse of, oh, I don't have time to do X, Y, Z. Everybody's got the time now. So, 
use the time wisely. Right. You know, if you want to start doing art or learn to do something, start learning to do it. You, you want to try to become or whatever. Right. You want to try to become TikTok famous, YouTube famous, Instagram, whatever. Start making content. <laughs> you want to follow your passion and trying to sell art or, you know, do woodworking or whatever. Well, <laughs> follow your passion. Now is a great time to do it. There are tons of people who are at home learning all kinds of new things who are becoming household names because they decided to give it a, the risk-it for the biscuit, as the saying goes. Um, so there's no reason you shouldn't either. Right. Um, so get out there and go try and do it. It's worth it, in my opinion. Um, Flash Season 7 has started filming. Oh, that's right. You told me that they finally went back. So they are, they are back with all kinds of precautions and everything for COVID. But they are finally back to filming. So I finally actually get to finish season six because they had it abruptly. Right. So those filming. episodes should start, you know, season seven should start with those. Uh, with the last few episodes that they were going to be on season six. Right. Which kind of has me wondering how they're going to out this episode because they usually spend so many episodes building up a character or a villain or whatever so it's right. kind of interesting to see how because they never really got the chance to conclude what they were working on they got to now conclude it and then start something else and conclude it <laughs> so um they've talked about how they're going to bring ralph dibney back um because you know the actor who played him was fired over some tweets that he made years ago that were insensitive that got brought to light recently and so he ended up getting fired from the job even though he um, made those tweets 12 years ago and he apologized but, for them like eight years ago but that is one of the things of of today is that people go on witch hunts and find things to that you did in your past to destroy your future but i kind of find it hilarious that he gets fired for something that he said like i said like 12 years ago that he apologized for like damn near a decade ago now and yet they still have uh oh chickadee playing mira right amber heard playing mira yeah, yeah. they ha still have amber heard playing mira and that is you know johnny depp almost lost his entire career over allegations that they ended up finding out were actually false and that she was the true uh perpetrator of or whatever and right. it's like yeah, her career hasn't tanked. She's still going to be able to be in the movies and stuff. And I'm just like, what the hell? I mean, and that's one of those things that, that kind of a double standard that we've talked about before, but we haven't talked about here before, but we've talked about in pro you know between us before. Right. On how it, it's it's one of those things that a guy's entire career can be ruined because of a past mistake or a flippant comment or whatever. Whereas mm -hmm. with females, you know... For the most part, it's like they can do no wrong when it comes to certain things. You know, it, perfect examples like with Cardi B. I will always say, like, to me, Cardi B does not make good music. But that's just my opinion. I know there are tons of people who love her. But Cardi B admitted to the fact that she used to drug and rob men when she was a stripper and doing her hustle. And people were just like, oh, she was just doing what she needed to do to survive. Flip side of that is that had that been a guy... Had a man admitted that he had it been Carlos drugged, B. <laughs> right? Had it been Carlos B. Had he admitted that he drugged and robbed women, didn't even rape them or have sex with them, but drugged and robbed them, they would have canceled him immediately. There would have been no. 
he was just doing what he had to do to survive and none of this other stuff, it would have been immediately that he was wrong and he shouldn't have done it and he needs to be stopped. And so that's that's unfortunately where we are right now. It's you know, to a degree, women don't get me wrong, I know women have faced tons of adversity. And I totally understand it. I get it. But there are some things that there should be, you know, we can't have equality if we're always going to be... If we're always going to make excuses for one over the other about exactly. things that are, you know, oh, well, that boys will just be boys, you know. And she was just doing what she, she had to do to survive. She was doing what she had to do to survive. Like, um, those are two, two excuses that needed to die. <laughs> yeah. Um, Next topic. <laughs> So, it turns out that Disney has decided to make a live-action version of Lion King 2. It's a gonna what? Be a, it's going to be a follow-up to the Lion King. Basically, Lion King 2 is going to be another live-action Lion King. Err? Err, err, Yeah. Uh, if you've never seen them, the sequels to the Lion King were not great. Um, it was okay. It wasn't the best. Um, I definitely don't appreciate it as much as an adult. I, as a kid, I liked it. Okay. Oh, um, to me, the live-action Lion King was not that great. Um, I I do like the Lion King, uh, the animated version. Uh, I loved Elton John's Circle of Life song. It was a fitting song. I think it it kind of annoys me a little bit that in the live-action version of the Lion King, they kind of. They kind of shit on the circle of life. Um, there's a moment in the movie where Timon and Pumbaa are talking to Simba. And they're talking about life or whatever. And Simba's like, yeah, it's like, I, I know all about the circle of life. And they're like, the circle? What are you talking about? It's not a circle. It's more like a ladder. And if you're at the top, you're good. And you're at the top because you're a lion. He's like, what is this circle of life crap you're talking about? It just sounds ridiculous. You know, and it's kind of just like, wow. So y'all just just straight duke it all over Elton John's circle of life and everything like the circle of life was like a linchpin for a lot of people about the Lion King like so for the fact that they didn't even use it in the in the live action and then they talked crap about it to me it was just like wow that's just a slap in the face all right then I could have sworn that they opened to the circle of life song and they may have opened it up because I didn't see it from the beginning I was thankfully making breakfast for our daughter and, and and end up watching the last like forty five minutes of it while we sat down and ate breakfast together, but um, that was just like uh. so. As far as them doing a follow up, live action Lion King, uh, I'm okay. I'm I'll be. Right. You can miss me with that. <laughs> like you can miss me all kinds of with that. Um, I didn't have as many problems with it as as Chris did, but I did find it. I don't know. Um, the thing that people complained about with Sonic the Hedgehog when they tried to make Sonic too realistic looking and everybody had like a complete shit fit and so they went and kind of made him a little cartoony looking and it made the movie better to people. I kind of feel that way a little bit about The Lion King. Like I get that it was live action, as live action as you can have CGI. Um, <laughs> right. It's not technically a live-action movie, which is another big pet peeve I have. It's not live-action because there was actually it's live no... CG. There was actually no real animals... Used in the filming. Used in the filming of the movie. So... But we're going to leave that alone. Right. Um, 
I don't know, like, it felt underwhelming compared to what they could do with the animation. And I'm not just talking about, oh, I understand, they're, they're supposed to be like cats, so they don't really express facial expressions the same way the animated ones do. Not even that big of a deal. The cinematography to me just wasn't as, as awing as it was in the animated version. Um, there was a little bit of uh, changes to the story here and there. Um, I don't feel like this is a huge spoiler, but like, for instance, Scar doesn't know the hyenas prior to the movie. They actually form a union in the movie. So the whole, uh, that whole dynamic is a little different. Um, and the personalities and dynamic of the hyenas are a little different because they didn't do um, the exact same personalities that the previous ones had. So it, right. it, it was it was like some little differences just because of that. Um, the actual acting itself, not bad voice acting and stuff to me. Right. Um, they definitely did a lot better job voice acting to me than the uh, Aladdin movie did. <laughs> because yeah, Aladdin was kind of horrible. <laughs> that was not but my favorite. That's yeah. It's like Aladdin was trying to be Mulan, and not and it was not horrible because of Will Smith. I want to go and make sure that's clear. Like I, I actually know, he liked, was the only part of that movie that was good. Yeah, <laughs> the rest of it mm, a little different there. The guy that they casted as Aladdin. Hi. Um. Yeah. My place, oh boy! Yes. How about we not talk about that on camera? <laughs> but I need to tell you something important. Okay. Well, th tell me later. I told you I'm doing something important. Please just wait. Go back to bed. Um. This um, iPad uh, is uh, broken. The way to prove it this. Okay. I need you to find where. <sighs> I look everywhere. Wash your hands for me. Yes, I will. Oh my and god. And I found on my bed. Make sure it's not on my bed. Oh anymore. my god. Uh, and this is part of the reason why it takes us so long to get anything done. Boy, howdy. Alright, so I'm going to dip off for a second let's see Dev take over. Yeah. Because I apparently got to go deal with the crisis. Um, so, by now everybody should have seen that Mortal Kombat 11 had another, uh, I think the final, uh, DLC character pack come out. And Rambo has been added to Mortal Kombat 11. And I, like, I'm, I'm all up about, I'm all for when they add in like really necessary characters or really cool characters two games um but only when they're necessary and i feel like rambo is just not necessary in this game um don't get me wrong i know the stuff that rambo does is extremely brutal and he's he's a, his movies were great i loved them but not what i would call Mortal Kombat worthy to a degree. Um, and he's going to have his guns, you know, he's going to have his like his M60 that's belt fed and all this other stuff in the game and everything. 
But, you know, adding Rambo to this game is just like adding Robocop, which is also in Mortal Kombat 11, and the Terminator. He doesn't entirely fit with the the theme of the game that he's in. And I think it's a, it's definitely a cash grab to me. Um, I think Mortal Kombat 11 is probably their biggest cash grab to date. You know, they came out with a regular game, then they came out with Aftermath, which was the first time ever that they came out with a DLC that adds to the story of the game, which in and of itself, to me, is just kind of a, a messed up thing. You know, I feel like when you come out with DLC that adds characters, the characters have these new aspects, add these new aspects to the story because they weren't there before. So every time it should come with some kind of a story add-on, but it hasn't. Um, so I think it's, that's just horrible. So, um, having Rambo, well, like I was saying, they, you know, they've done the, the cash grab thing to me because now we've got Mortal Kombat 11, which is the base game. Then you have Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath, which adds, for the first time, new story aspects to the game. And then we get, I think this makes the third or fourth character DLC pack added to Mortal Kombat 11. Each one of them adding three characters. Uh, so that's nine more characters added to a game that already had, I'd say, 10, 15 people in it. So this is probably the biggest roster in Mortal Kombat since... God, I don't know when. But this is a huge roster of characters in a game that already had a huge roster of characters that has a huge roster of characters. There's so many other characters that a lot of people feel like should have come back to Mortal Kombat before we got the ones that are in this pack. You know, um, Melina, Rain, and Rambo are the characters in this character pack. And a lot of people feel like it shouldn't have been Melina and Rain and Rambo. It should have been, a, you know, throw a rock and hit a bunch of people that should have come back to Mortal Kombat. Definitely throw a rock and hit a bunch of people that should have been in Mortal Kombat before we got Rambo. If we ever were going to get Rambo, you know, at this point, it feels like come Mortal Kombat 12, we're going to have Kevin, Kevin McAllister from Home Alone in the movie. They're just they're just adding so many people randomly, it seems like from so many places that, you know, it, to me, it's just one of those things like you, sh you guys need to focus on your own characters one of those things I, i've been saying since the first injustice game came out which was also made by netherrealm studio love the story of injustice love the game but the first game didn't need mortal kombat characters in it because it was a game about stuff going on in the dc universe with dc characters having dealing with dc problems so the fact that we got these mortal kombat characters added on was kind of just like did you guys just get lazy and not want to do any more of your own characters or did you really think people wanted to see Sub-Zero fight Batman again? Because let's not forget, yes, there was a Mortal Kombat versus the DC Universe video game, but that's not what Injustice was. Injustice was about the DC Universe, but we still ended up with Mortal Kombat characters in it. And then we get Injustice 2, and we get even more Mortal Kombat characters added to it that we did need once again. Um, you know, we got Raiden in, in Injustice 2 with a Black Lightning skin. Which is, to me, a slap in the face because DC Universe obviously has a lightning-wielding character they could have put into the game with Black Lightning. So but why not just run? Right. <laughs> so why not just put Black Lightning in the game and then give him a Raiden skin if you want to do something like that? Do a Delaware round. 
so that way Black Lightning is actually given justice being inside the game. But they didn't. You know, um, I'd almost say, you know, you never see DC characters show up. But again, that's not entirely true because we got one in Mortal Kombat 11, if I'm not mistaken. The Joker is in one of the DLC packs from Mortal Kombat 11. But Mortal Kombat 10 didn't have any DC heroes in it, you know, and Mortal Kombat 11 only has one, whereas both Injustice games, I think by the end of it, had a total of four between two and in Injustice and two and in Injustice 2. They're just throwing their Mortal Kombat characters in there and, you know, they're not returning the favor on the other side. I guess that's the way of looking at it, you know. I think it's because Mortal Kombat is their baby, so to speak. But yeah, it does feel extremely forced, is my thing. It's just like... There's no premises behind it. It's just all of a sudden, we're just going to throw this character in here just because he's one of our characters from our main franchise or whatever. And they, they just, it's just like they're throwing darts at a board, tagging characters. Because, like I said, now we have Rambo and Mortal Kombat 11 to go with the Terminator and Robocop. Which is... <laughs> I miss that part. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just where Mortal Kombat is. And Mortal Kombat is just... I feel like this is at a tipping point for Mortal Kombat. Like, they're, they're Mortal Kombat 12, whenever, if it I ever mean, comes out. Yeah, we've been playing Mortal Kombat since... I know, I've been playing it since PlayStation... Or, not PlayStation, I'm sorry. Uh, Nintendo... Uh, Super Nintendo, the second system they ever put out. Because that was my very first system. And yeah, I've been playing Mortal Kombat since then. Yeah, if we ever get a Mortal Kombat 12... I feel like it... it you know, it may not be as good. Just... That's just my personal feelings about it. I don't know yet. They haven't announced anything, but I feel like 12 is a nice round number to stop it. <laughs> and then let's see if NetherRealm Studios can do anything other than make fighting games. Because that's all they've done. You know, It's their niche. Right. And it's great to have a niche, but when you're not innovative, it eventually gets old. That's true. I mean, you're pumping out the same... Pretty much the same game again and again. Right. So over and over again, you're just boop. Here's another one. Boop. Here's another one. <laughs> here's another one. But we added some costume changes or whatever. You know, we we tweaked some mechanics or whatever. Like so, it, we'll we'll see. Uh, I don't know. Um, but moving on from that, so Marvel and Disney have announced that there is going to be a new show coming out in December. Um, December 31st, actually, right at the end of the year. And it's going to be called Marvel's 616. Huh. That was that number that kept coming up for me the other day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Marvel's 616 explores the Marvel's, the Marvel Universe's rich uh, legacy of pioneering characters, creators, and storytelling uh, to reflect the world outside your window. Each documentary, helmed by a unique filmmaker, showcases their intersections of storytelling, pop culture, and fandom within the Marvel Universe. Episodes in this anthology series will cover topics including Marvel's world-spanning artists, the trailblazing women of Marvel Comics, discovering the forgotten characters of Marvel, and much more. Um, it will be premiering on Disney+. Plus. The only place you'll be able to watch it when it premieres in December. Um, I think it will be interesting seeing how it goes, uh, because really all this is is Marvel tooting their own horn. This isn't really a matter of like them using the characters to make a new cartoon or a new movie. This is them going, hey, 
We also have all these other characters that are in the comic books. Right. This is this is them spotlighting characters that they haven't used to do other stuff, which is still, to me, not entirely great, but I'll take that, what I can get. I'll think... I think that this could potentially open doors for some characters that haven't made it onto any of the screens or different medias and stuff yet um, to potentially get that opportunity. Maybe that's what they're using it for, to see what characters people start talking about, tweeting about, and stuff like that, to see like maybe who's worth investing another movie into. That's true. That could be it. I would, uh, you know, I didn't think about it that way, but that is a not a bad way to look at it not a bad thing to think about it, them doing that um because uh one of the things w- which segues right into my next topic which is pretty cool is that um that was on accident <laughs> yeah but they have casted miss marvel for the miss marvel tv show on disney plus Woohoo! they did cast a muslim character a muslim woman to play the character that is awesome um, so we are going to be getting a live action Miss Marvel TV show on Disney Plus with a Muslim character. Um, like I've, I've, we've talked about, I feel like this is going to be a, uh, a Muslim version of like how, um, Crazy Rich Asians was with all the Asian characters, you know, actors that got to be in that movie. Right. Um, they're going to have to hire a lot of Muslim actors for this show. Because of the community and stuff that right. Kamala lives in, her parents, her family, Exactly, so. friends and stuff like that in the neighborhood, the mosques that she goes to, and all this. Like, there's gonna be, there's gonna have to be a good number of actual Muslim actors hired to play these parts, and people that are background characters too. That are yeah, I, I think it's gonna be interesting. It's um, gonna be. I think I I think it has a um, a very good potential for yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, I look forward to it. <laughs> um, in case you didn't know, Disney Plus also has added a uh, group watch, which means you and a group of friends can all sit down together and watch a show separately. Together. Y'all can stay in the safety of your own homes and watch it as if you're watching it together at the same time. Yep. Pandemic has forced, you know, streaming services to find new ways to, make to you bring people together. together. So you Separate. can't sit on the same couch, but you can watch the same show at the same time. That's right. Um, I wonder what happens when you pause it. Like, do do both y'all get controls over it? Right. Do, if is I pause the movie to go to the bathroom, is it, still, is it paused for y'all? <laughs> or is there a primary controller who has to pause it for everybody? I don't know. I haven't done it, so I don't know how well it works. I guess I should, we should probably sit down and do the group watch to see how well that works out, see if it... Figure it out so we can okay, talk about find it. Find out who we can do it with. Right. <laughs> so, mind you, this is not anything new. Uh, Netflix used to have this uh, way back when on Xbox. Uh, me my, and, and two of my brothers, we sat down and watched. Oops, sat down and watched, but uh, we watched the movie together on Netflix and group watch on our Xboxes, and it was really cool because they put it up in like a movie theater aspect, and uh, all our avatars on our Xboxes came and sat down in the seats next to each other See, and watched cool. the movie as we watched the movie together you know um and that was really cool and then netflix got rid of that and now here disney is with their group watch acting like they're bringing you something new and it's kind of just like netflix did this years ago right they got rid of it (laughs) um 
Still on the Marvel topic, there was a lot of rumor about Keanu Reeves talking with Marvel, and a lot of people thought that Keanu Reeves was going to be playing um, Moon Knight. But it seems that the rumors have settled down, and Keanu Reeves will be playing Johnny Blaze, Ghost Rider himself. What? Is what it's looking like Keanu Reeves is going to be in some movie, somewhere, or even maybe just a voice, who knows, that hasn't been brought out yet, but... Keanu Reeves, it has been nailed down that Keanu Reeves will be Johnny Blaze somewhere in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm kind of a little bummed out by that because uh, I was looking forward to actually seeing something with Moon Knight for once. Yeah, a lot of people are. Moon Knight is a really great character. Uh, missed opportunity, Marvel. Yeah, missed opportunity there. Um, Victor Zaz has been cast for season two. Of Batwoman. He will be coming to the show. Nice. I'm looking forward to the second season of Batwoman to see whether or not the show can Gets keep back. going. Uh, it, you know, because, you know, the show got really bad ratings and Ruby Rose eventually left. Uh, she's I'm come not... out more about why she left now after all this time. Oh, really? What was it? I don't know because I didn't read it because I didn't care. <laughs> I was not a fan of Ruby Rose being Batwoman to begin with. I don't think she's a good actress. So. I don't me either. She's she's very bland. She has one expression right. that she does that kind of, you know, I'm trying to be saucy and sexy, but I just kind of like I'm in pain expression. Yeah. Um, the I, I'm interested to see what's going to develop in the second season because so much of season one still ended with her and her sister having this back and forth and stuff like the Alice story never gets wrapped up so I'm really curious how they're going to what's going to happen with Alice what's going to happen to the progression of that story are they just going to kind of erase the whole board and give us a you know bullshit little thing about how Alice and uh and Kate killed each other off. Like, you know, what what are they what is going to happen? The actress who plays Alice is still on the show. Like she's still gonna be Alice is still gonna be a character in the show. So like you said, it's gonna be really interesting to see how this this segue goes. That first episode is gonna be what's to me, I think that first episode, at least the first two episodes, are gonna be what sinks or sims you know, swims the show as far as ratings and how people receive it because you're, you're bringing in a whole new actress. Cause here, you know, here's the thing, the current black woman or the current, uh, bat woman is going to be betrayed by an African-American woman. Um, and in the comic books, no one else has ever been Batwoman other than Kate Kane. And she's always been this white redhead. <laughs> right. So they've created an entirely new character Just in like order they did for Catwoman. Um, when Halle Berry played her, Right. Here we get this entirely new character in order to continue this show. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting to see how well that actually works. You're, you're creating a whole new character to carry on this mythos of this hero um, for a show that was holding on. I, I think the pandemic was By the best thing that happened to, to Batwoman, that it got to end early, you know. Um, God, it was held together by threads. Yeah, so it's it's gonna be interesting. I, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Um, oh wait, didn't she deal with a back injury or something? She got Ruby Rose got injured and had to have surgery because she and then she came back to work. 
way too soon. Way too push, soon. Pushed herself and was like in excruciating pain all the time. Right. Which uh, I to me is is bad. your fault. You, I, I kind of feel bad that you know that happened, but you're the star of the show. You got injured. They would have waited for you, I'm assuming. But it's it is what it is, and this is where we are now. So it is. Or they could have recasted her. I mean, that happens a lot. I mean, think about the dude that was originally supposed to play Wolverine. Yeah. Well, she got injured doing the filming of the first season. So it was like middle of the first season when she got injured, and she came back too soon to finish, you know, finish filming and everything. So I I don't know. We'll we'll see. Well, yeah. and that's what I'm like. We'll anyway. just have to. Just to ugh, ugh, ugh. I am interested to see what changes are going to happen. I am excited to see them because at this point, I feel like there's really only one way that this could go and it's got to go up because right. Jesus Christ. When you're at the bottom, you can only go up unless you just dig yourself deeper. Right. Let's not try to, you know, start drilling through the bedrock here. It's a, uh, it's already going to be a heavy weight portraying the very first person to be the Dawn, the Batwoman symbol Outside of Kate Kane, that's already that's already a big deal. Yeah. Um. So, good luck, no pressure. <laughs> um. So. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be. But um, moving on to a better note. Chair topic. Yeah, uh, so Todd McFarlane decided he wanted to do his own tribute to Chadwick Boseman uh, after his death. Uh, and it took him a little while to figure out what he was going to do. So he decided to do a cover to Spawn uh, with Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther in the Spawn outfit. Uh, it is Spawn 311, cover B. It is the Chadwick Boseman tribute cover. Um, and it has already outsold... Uh, what was it 309 I do believe uh, it's, it sold like 300 it's already sold like 150,000 or more copies like it is ridiculous everybody want, once everybody found out about it everybody wanted this cover uh, to this comic um, right and I, I ordered me to already before it got ridiculous and hard to find and all this other stuff so I already I've already got me two copies coming in because um, I just I had to have it because it looks amazing if you haven't seen it I posted it in the group like forever ago you can go look it up you can find it on the web I'm pretty sure um, and it it's it's amazing it's a really great cover um, and I'm glad that uh, Todd McFarlane did it um, even though he's not one of my top five favorite artists he is an amazing artist and so I think it's a great tribute to see him you know, even though it's messed up, because now a lot of people are just like, oh man, Chadwick Boseman would have been a perfect spawn. Um, but unfortunately, we'll never get to see that now. <laughs> we'll but, never get to see know, that happen now. That's um. where we are. Um, cruising across Twitter today, I came across the fact that there is going to be a musical about a book. Oh boy. That I think is ridiculous. <laughs> that is so great. Um, and the book is, the book's got a really long title, but basically, the book's called Toto. And it is the telling of the Wizard of Oz from Toto, the dog's point of view. <laughs> Books already won a couple of awards and they've already tapped a director for the musical for this book. And I think that is just entirely ridiculous. <laughs> oh, God. When he first told me about that, I was like, wait, what? This is real? And then 
I don't know. The only thing I can say is they did they did Shakespeare, uh, Star Wars, and and the robots had voices in that one. So, um, apparently now we need the perspective of the dog about his the Wizard of Oz trippy acid trip with his owner. Of course, if you really want to go, but by the end of the movie and it all have been a dream, dream the whole book is pretty much watching over her unconscious body during a tornado and then everybody coming and crowding around her and her waking up. That's Toto's perspective. Uh. Man. <laughs> so I think it's going to be interesting that this, I think it's interesting that they, that this was a book that was made that somebody thought needed to happen. That it needed to happen. I, I don't know why somebody thought it needed to happen but they did and it did. And now we're going to be getting a musical about it, and that's where we are with The Wizard of Oz, which is just like, Lord. Um, getting close to our last five, and we're on down to the last topic, so, alright then. Um, Netflix, not Netflix, Amazon has paid, it is a done deal, Amazon has paid like 120, in the $125 million range to be able to premiere Coming to America 2 on Amazon Prime. What? As opposed to worrying about it going to theaters, they are going to be doing it on Amazon Prime. <laughs> That's a big deal. So that is where Coming to America 2, the movie... So I'm just going to take a pause right there. Um, this is becoming a thing now. Because they're also going to be... They're talking about doing the Wonder Woman movie as... Um, there's rumors now that they're going to be doing Wonder Woman as a uh, purchase stream movie... Instead of doing theaters and stuff like well, that. Well, because it's Wonder Woman's current release date is Christmas Day, is the right. release date now. Been pushed back like four times. Hopefully, um, it still releases and doesn't end up being a, a pay per view, you know, type of thing. But we have Coming to America that did that. We had Mulan that did that. I'm kind of wondering if this isn't going to become the new standard. Yeah, start becoming a new standard for new releases and stuff. That's what a lot of people are thinking. A lot of people are worried about. A lot of directors and people in Hollywood are worried about. You know, you 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 spend thirty million dollars to make a movie, and then you release it, and then it gets released on a streaming service. You know, it's it's going to be really hard to make that thirty million dollars back on a movie. Movies are going to become hard investments again in Hollywood if they're going out on a streaming service because you're not guaranteed to make back that. You know, like you would at a box office world. Yeah, you know. And DVD sales also go down if it's available on streaming services exactly. as well. So, it's going to be a, a, an interesting... It's an interesting time for the movie industries. And uh, I can't necessarily say that I would love to be in the middle of all that chaos right now. Because I imagine not this even is going to become a thing not just for... Uh, actors and producers but you know it trickles out in directors and animators CGI specialists makeup writers artists, stuff like that writers yeah. they all start feeling the effects too and animators already get dicked over in you know in making movies <laughs> so it, it's gonna be real interesting it is it, it most definitely is but I guess we're just going to have to kind of ride the waves and see what ends up happening. Yeah. Um, and that's our show. That's actually yeah. all the topics. We actually made it to the bottom of the list that I made. Wow. Yay. Um, and we're pretty much at time anyway. So. Yeah, we're at that time anyway. Uh, so 
uh, until next time, everybody, stay good to yourself and, and to good. each other. <laughs> and stay outcast. And outcast, stay united. Peace.